Last time on the Bestow Curse podcast, our heroes fought an enraptured horde of the undead in pursuit of Jolstina Suspirio. As she taunts our heroes, will they be able to stop her reign of terror? The Cursed Campaign continues now. We're, we're in we're in a, a mansion. You guys made it so far. Yeah, you guys made it. I like the aesthetics in this place. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Minus the minus the 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 shambling undead roaming the halls. Massive pile of corpses on the dance floor. I like the de- the decor is nice. Yeah. There's a the green deco- room. It's a red room, purple room. I was gonna say the decor is. Big chairs in color designated rooms with chairs of said color. I forgot to mention the decor sucks. (laughs) It's like it's it's uh, this is the clue map basically, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm. I'm also trying to figure out the layout once again because we have small room with big chairs and little card table right at Mm -hmm. the entrance, and then next to that we have big room with two big chairs one fruit table in front of a fireplace and that's it so far we've got a lot of places to sit not a lot of stuff to do oh, the dance floor is like outside fancy houses always have that they have so many little rooms for sitting and receiving yeah but they usually have like a piano or a book like book you haven't got like, there yet we haven't got to the fanciest <laughs> places gosh yeah right now these are this is for the riffraff to sit mm-hmm yeah, you go to your color designated room. Okay, to be fair, Corey did that. That's not the map as done. Corey just decided arbitrarily to color all of these. Well, rooms. fire her ass! What is she doing? Corey. I don't know. I think I it adds. To color that. It, it adds a je ne sais quoi. You know, a little. Explain little, your color decisions, Corey. Adds a little Simon says mm. to the to the map. A little bit of. I generally like the fact that they are colors, so we can easily re- refer to them. Yeah, little Roy G. Biv. It's more like, as far as decor goes, there's mostly just chairs and tables. There is fruit on the one table. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I'm waiting for like. Yeah, I, I for other one am never going to turn down Pride Mansion. Okay, like. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Nice mm-hmm. All right, we can rehire her under more favorable terms. Yeah. <laughs> Time for contract rene- uh, renegotiations. It's, uh, it's a little hard to challenge you guys with zombies at this level. I think you know, zo- zombies are a much, much more terrifying threat to the layman than they are to level six adventurers. The, the poor townsfolk, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And to be honest, there aren't that many, even with the Book of the Dead, there aren't that many variants of zombies that hmm. are like above a level four. Huh. Because zombies are mostly weak. Yeah, their terror and their power comes from their number. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, even even skeletal creatures are more powerful than a zombie. Because mm-hmm. they've now lost the excess weight that's dragging them down that's not actually beneficial at all and is slowly rotting. Mm-hmm. Eventually, when a zombie grows up and goes to level five, they become a skeleton. Yeah. If I could but shed the flesh that hinders me, <laughs> think of the possibility. It's like hmm. zombie stat block or whatever, the, the stuff I'm familiar with. You know, obviously they're slowed one uh, and they got yeah. some either, maybe some resistances or whatever based off of that. Are there any zombie stat blocks that like mimic the whole like 
it, it bites you and you're infected now and you could turn into a zombie. Is that ever like replicated anywhere? There's that- like plague zombies. They don't give you like a zombification thing though. They, they like give you the plague. Yeah. Interesting. So it's not like a, like an analog to like a one E corruption. It's more like no. you just got it. Th- I think it's pretty much ghouls in this okay. game that, that mm-hmm. give you like a ghoul fever that turns you into a ghoul type thing. Yeah. Um, Cause you got different franchises with different zombies that do different things. I'm used, I'm familiar with the ones where mm-hmm. you bite or oh, you're going to turn, but mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it seems like it's not, that's not a, the pathfinder zombie. And I almost expected it to be because the pathfinder zombie has like it, it, it's only attack is to like punch you until it has you grabbed and then it can bite you. Hmm. So it's like, it takes two turns to get you grabbed and bit. So the bite should do something. Like you the, would think the bite should, you know, infect you with zombification. Yeah. A little chance to get slowed one or some other stuff, maybe. Yeah. Force the zombie archetype on people. <laughs> cool. We have the mechanics for that now. Yeah. Come this on, Paizo. Sh- I think this this show sucks, but I remember, um, did you guys ever watch uh, Deadliest Warrior? No, but I know, I know about it. I know of it. All right. It was, yeah, it was, it was on, I think it was on Spike. Shitty channel. But, you know, it's like, what if a knight fought a pirate? What if a Spetsnaz dude fought somebody from the Green Beret? And it's like, it's just like matching up different people from history, different fighters. And then they like ran out of ideas. Zombie and shark. Well, they did. They did. um, They did zombies versus vampires, which I think was the last episode, maybe. And then it got canceled. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's gone too far. It's jumped the zombie. But the reason I bring this up is because you just mentioned something like the bite should do something more. And the show in general was was kind of shitty. But the one thing that I took away from the vampire versus zombie episode was that one of the benefits of the zombies, besides the fact that there was just like hordes of them, was that they didn't have the same like pain inhibitors that humans have Mm -hmm. so like if a zombie bites you they're going to chomp down super super hard if a human bites you at some point they're not they're gonna instinctively like ease off the gas a little bit because they're gonna like hurt themselves you know so i thought that was fascinating like uh, if somebody just could and I'm quoting a show I saw like 10 years ago. Well, like so like maybe were, if I'm you're not, running it like yeah. full adrenaline. Like, yeah. Like uh, if you, yeah, if you took off like all of the safety rails, they were basically positing that, that somebody that like a zombie could bite at like three times a normal humans bite ability, which I thought was interesting. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's the same. It's like the same thing though. It's the reason why zombies are kind of scary. And the fact that, you could chop off a zombie's hand and it's not going to notice, feel, or it's mm-hmm. not going to change anything for them. Yeah. They're just going to keep going. They might even like still swing at you with the stump. Right. Thinking that it has a mm-hmm. hand. Like that, a, depends on the zombie. No pain. Depends on the zombie. Mm-hmm. Why? Like I think the 28 days later rage zombies are still alive. Oh. So they like. Yeah. They have like a shred of intelligence. Yeah. They, they still get like damaged by some stuff. I think like they, like they, they're not strictly headshot dead zombies. They're like, if you, they're like they're a human at full adrenaline. They're like yeah. I can shrug off four bullets, but I can't shrug off being cut in half. Right. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Do you guys have a, a favorite zombie franchise? Franchise. 
like yeah maybe franchise or like if one of your if one of your fr- like franchises you like did a zombie dip you know like i i, I tend to think of like the the Red Dead Redemption zombie oh, DLC, was which was really good. Yeah. Hey, shout out Call of Duty Nazi Zombies. Yeah, I mean, that's, a, that's a really so good much one. fun. Yeah. This franchise is a popular one. It really lost steam, uh, you know, through its life. But like the Walking Dead zombie is pretty iconic mm-hmm. for me. Um, those first few seasons, I was I was like watching that and I really enjoyed kind of like the classic zombie for me. But I think the Last of Us zombies are like a really interesting spin on that that I have I've really been enjoying the the fungal twist they put on that yeah they're like the um the ant zombies yes yeah Yeah, which is cool because it exists in nature speaking of which there was very recently a person who actually got a fungal infection from a plant and fungus it's the first ever on record so you know last of us is coming i saw that yeah i was like oh boy (laughs) well here we go just what we needed. Just what we needed. Don't say they didn't warn us. We got a whole season of TV about it. Jeez, I gotta, I gotta start looking for a daughter figure to try to shepherd across the country when stuff hits the fan. You know. Well, first you have to lose your daughter. So. Oh, I have to have a daughter to begin with and lose her. You're right, Emily. Mm-hmm. I gotta start working on that. <laughs> I'll put a Craigslist ad out. Looking for a daughter to sacrifice at the start of the zombie. <laughs> Part of my narrative arc. <laughs> I think for me, in terms of zombies, I've always liked the, um, I always liked the the body horror, but with like the com- comedic twists. So like the Army of Darkness zombies, mm-hmm. like the uh, the Reanimator zombies, the Brain Dead zombies. So that's the one that's like the the disgusting mother zombie with the horrible effects, yeah. and like the the main character kills like 300 zombies on the dance floor with a, with a, like just using a lawnmower and holding it up like a shield. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I prefer those. I mean, I think, I think the left for dead franchise was really fun in terms of it. Similar to the last of us in terms of like giving you different types of zombies that have like different lore and different, you know, abilities surrounding them, Mm -hmm. which makes it for a much more fun video game. In my opinion, I really enjoyed the, I think it was Zack Schneider, um, Dawn of the Dead, the one in the mall in like, I think they were yeah, like the 90s. Yeah. That was, I, I really enjoyed that. I haven't seen it forever. I, I don't remember if it holds up, but like, that's what got zombies started with me. I never read the comics really, but I pride myself on being a day one, uh, walking dead watcher i I watched the pilot like live on tv and watched it through basically through college i think like i was in the negan days when i gave up on it um but boy the the one that always comes back to me is 28 weeks later i like 28 days later but then i think weeks later heightens it in a really exciting way and there's some like really cool dystopian military stuff that happens that's like oh boy if it gets bad it's gonna get really bad like when they're just like napalming the city and people are walking around with flamethrowers and uh, people are running out of the parking garage and the um, the army snipers don't know who's a rage zombie and who's just a panicked civilian so they're just like popping everybody it's just this like really unsettling scary situation not just because of how terrifying those rage virus zombies are, but also because people are having a really difficult time handling it itself. So that really got me. I, I also really like the last of us zombies. I think it's fun when there's some diversity uh, in 
their abilities. So it's not just like the same thing over and over again. There's some cool, cool abilities that they have. And I also like the interconnectiveness. So like, you know, you you disturb one and then there's like a horde a block or two away that that then is triggered. And so that's kind of a fun, looming, ominous presence that you're not sure how many are connected. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's cool. That was a that was a weird there I think they were more vampires than zombies, or they started as zombies and they became like more and more intelligent and then became more like vampire creatures. But uh Stephen King wrote this ridiculous book like uh back when cell phones were starting to become popular called Cell and basically someone had hacked like the the 3G network or whatever uh to create this signal that drove people insane and started this like transformation into zombies and they could all communicate with like the 3G <laughs> network so they, like it was the same thing like when you attacked one like the the other ones knew and like would form up against you dope my favorite zombies are Scooby Doo and Zombie Island. Oh, those are great zombies! Mm. Nice. Oh, absolutely, that's, that's a great pick. Really good zombies. Underrated and pick. Yeah, I've been. Uh, it's on my like to read list eventually, which is I heard was a horrible movie, but it's on my to read because it is sounds ridiculous, which is Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Hmm. I thought you were going to say World War Z, but yeah, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies is not a great movie, oh, but that was I a bet good the book. book's a lot of fun. World War Z was great. Yeah. yeah World War Z is a phenomenal book. Uh, pretty shitty movie. Pretty bad movie. Yeah. I read the Zombie Survival Guide, too. That was and fun, yeah. That one freaked me out about zombies because of like, I don't know, something about like the precautions and the steps you take mm-hmm. just made me a little bit more terrified it, of them. He just thought of like the next, next level of stuff in that book. It was like, yeah. okay, you, I can think of a lot of, of like defense measures I would take with zombies, but then he took it to like another level and then like took it to hey you might have gone here but that's why you're gonna die because this is like yeah the, like if you destroy the staircase in your house yeah you're not gonna get attacked by zombies but like you need a x y and z or else you're just gonna starve to death and become a zombie upstairs it's also me- like methodically thought out where he's like the best ammunition for fighting zombies is a 22 why one because there's lights they're lights so you can carry a lot of them but like they only have enough kinetic momentum to get into a skull, but they won't go all the way through a skull. So they won't just pass through a little bit of brain matter. They'll go in and bounce around inside someone's skull and shred the brain up. And I was just like, oh, you've thought way too much about this. <laughs> <laughs> now it's our turn to think way too much yeah, about it. Yeah, we should. We should. Uh, maybe, maybe make a knowledge check or something. Um, <laughs> so we have a uh, group refresh of the hero points this Ooh. episode. And this one is from 10 Lawn Gnomes, a.k.a. Eric. You see a glimpse of a beautiful what could have been and gain a renewed resolve to push forward for a better future. So everybody uh, tick up your points to one if you don't have one. Huzzah. Then I think we got to get into it. So when last we left our heroes, they entered uh, Carowind Manor and were accosted by not only zombies, but Jolstina Suspirio uh, really just kind of tore through two of you in like the first round of these combats, making you bleed, making you uh, really damaged uh, from these bow attacks from the second floor. Um, fortunately, you were able to kind of clear out the this atrium area the first time, barricade yourselves away and heal, but you did notice that somebody, probably Jolstina herself, was outside 
keeping tabs on you and also seemingly corralling more zombies into the area outside uh, in order to, um, you know, give you guys a hard time once you once you healed up. So we now find you after that second combat a little bit worse for wear, but not too bad, except for maybe Mir, but with her just taunting Vec over the over the um taunting the group of you, but kind of looking directly at Vec before she just kind of walks off into the uh onto the balcony. Yeah. We know she's got this like dancer acrobat background. It's almost like she's choreographing this stuff mm. with us. It's like this is like a play or something for her. As she's up there and runs away, is there something that I can roll to see if she's some sort of undead herself or some sort of other creature or she's just a regular acrobat who's kind of crazy? I'll let you roll a perception. Okay. Natural 20, Ooh. 30. Yeah, she certainly doesn't look undead. Looks like a, you know, a regular human or she's a she's an elf in her case. Mm-hmm. But doesn't appear to be undead. You'd think if she's able to kind of orchestrate these zombies, though, she might have some ability to control undead. The fact that there's a ton of zombies in here kind of makes you think she probably animated them Yeah. if she's the only person in here. Sure. So Vec pops back into the green room, which has Gaken, Figgy, and Mir. Mir, you all right? You took some nasty hits out there. I'm hurting, but at the same time, you already healed me a little bit, so I'm not quite so bad. All right, good, good. I'm 13 down. Oh, that's actually not as bad as I thought you'd be. No, because he healed me for, like, 22. Mm-hmm. Figgy is 10 down. Well, 11 down, so. Is that potentially, like, potion range? To just drink a couple potions and keep going? I guess that depends. What... What are you guys thinking about our momentum? Do we want to keep the foot on the gas and just do quick stuff if we can and move on? Or do we want to take 10 or something? I think we want to just keep going. Okay. Which case, I mean, Mir can uh, drink a potion. You can also use your focus to heal Figgy. So that'll take 10 minutes, though, to come back to get my focus points right. back. Right. I mean, it's, it's one of those. How many focus points do you have? Two. So you... You know, you spend one, you still have one to use in a combat. Yeah, it's just, yeah, I guess now my focus pool is a little different now just because it's not just for healing anymore. So, I I mean, I drank a potion. I went up five. Honestly, I'm not, I'm not that worried, I guess. I would think I'd rather just use it in combat. I think that's fair. Because if I'm going to use it in combat anyways, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, Sylvie's down a little bit of health as well, but I only have one potion, so I'd rather save it. Yeah, I was only good with it because I had two. Yeah. If we get into a a situation that's immediately difficult, like I still have all my, with the exception of one level three, I still have all of my banger spells left for healing. So we're not in a bad spot yet. Like I have heal three action that I could do. Nice. The relic that we have that now has that ability, is that once per hour that... We've got that. I know Mir has that. Yeah, you'd have to read the, the ability. That's potentially in a pinch. We could use that. I guess that's not really an out of combat thing because it takes a while to recharge. I don't know what that is. The The hero deck has a, has a healing ability. Yeah, it's uh, once per hour, a two action, a six D8 healing. Might be a little 
higher firepower than any of you need yeah, right now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that is way too high. All right, let's just get moving. Okay. Okay. Okay, so where are you going? You see stairs that go up in the atrium here, and then you see a couple of open doors. I believe we should go to the purple room. I kind of think it makes sense to go up the stairs and pursue Jolstina, potentially. We can right search away? the purple room, but like, yeah, we're at full health and stuff. I think we'd want to confront her as soon as possible while we're all feeling okay. I just didn't want anything to trail behind us and like have us, I guess, both like both sides being attacked both by her and something else. True, yeah. I think there's a happy medium that we can do because the, the doors to the purple room are open. There's another open door down here. We can peek into the purple room because it's wide open and it doesn't look like there's anybody in it right away. Then we could probably peek around the corner of this other open door and like maybe Sylvie does that stealthily. And if she sees something that scares us, maybe we move on. We could just kind of call it as we see it is what I'm trying to say. Sounds good. Uh, Sure. So you peek into the purple room and you see a table set for eight covered in kind of rotten dinner. There's four corpses sitting at the table. Um, this door had been closed before. You think, um, you know, the the more intelligent of you think that Jolstina probably released the zombies that were in here to uh, to plague you. Do a quick perception just to see if anything jumps out at us, but not spend any too, any real time in here. If that's cool, yeah. Maybe yeah, listen at the doors sense. to see if we hear anything. Good call. Good call. Mm-hmm. Stuff. 32. Not that from Diego. I can't beat that. Same. Yeah. Unless I need an initiative roll. (laughs) She got it. All that you notice is that the other four chairs are like tipped over as if something moving left this room. You, you know, check the other doors, put your ear to them. You hear nothing. Okay. Cool. Now, do we want to check around the corner or just go upstairs? Quick little peek, a little stealthy peek could be good. All right. Yeah. Stealthy peek. Sylvie will do that up from the doorway. She can't see anything, so she is going to stealthily uh, move up to look around. Sure. Uh, yeah. Um, very good stealth. You see a door to the north and a door to the east. Uh, both are closed, but an open door to the south reveals what looks like a kitchen. Um, and there's like slabs of rotten cut meat uh, that looks like it's almost been like mashed to a pulp as if something mechanically has been like chopping it for days. Mm. Um, You also notice like a trail of blood coming out from here and like, you know, heading towards the the grand ballroom. So you think something probably left this room as well. Uh, Sylvie joins back up with the rest of the party. Whatever was in that room, it has left now. It was empty. Well, up the stairs we go then. I don't like the way that Miss Sperio was taunting at me. To take her down a peg or something. You head up, and uh, as Diego reaches the top of the flight of stairs, he sees this huge, hulking stitched together man his what looks to be like servants apparel torn and tattered oh no there is no sign of Jolstina 
but there are corpses strewn all over the floor up here. There are so many corpses. It's like they, they were doing a conga line and then all like all fell over bloody. <laughs> yeah. This house is just one giant biohazard. <laughs> it's really gross. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure it smells so bad. Yeah, it just reeks in here. I assume uh, this mage, this huge servant, or the large servant that we see, is not friendly. Oh, it, yeah, it turns on you with a snarl, and you can immediately tell this thing is Rolf's handiwork. Mm. Uh, like the carrion golem we found in the Warrens, he was just practicing. Mm. Any any pieces of this golem maybe have sage green skin? <laughs> uh, not that you see. Okay, great, great. We'll completely disrobe him after to make sure. I'll just worry about my mom. Right, she could maybe like he used your mom's butt or something. We wouldn't know. Yeah, we won't know until we check every square inch. Yeah, you gotta check every square inch. So, uh, we we rolling for initiative, maybe? Yeah, you're all rolling for initiative. Oh, natural twenty from Diego for a thirty. Nice. Twenty-two for Sylvie. Mir had an eighteen. I am right where I'm meant to be. Thirteen, three on the die. Oh, very good. From invisibility appears Miss Suspirio herself. I'll show you guys a picture of her. Interesting. Her garb reminds me of one of the people in the Ren Fairs, or like the set of actors yep. we go to with oh, the Ren Fair. Oh, I know exactly oh, who you're talking those, about. Those two freaks. The two acrobatic yes. type people. Mm. In yes. The, in the yellow and uh, red, like cross colored clothes. I think the only person who knows what we're talking about is Eric, who's listening. <laughs> but it's those people, Eric. <laughs> I'm sure every Red Fair has people like that, though. Harass us as we're trying to get food. Okay, so she is going to fire a shot at Diego um, from invisibility. Ha, huh, her first error. Ooh, a natural one will miss you. <gasps> Thank goodness. She's then going to cast a spell. I need you to make me a will save. Okay, please roll high. Oh, 19 on the die. That's going to go to a 29. Okay, here's what happens. You heal half as much damage from heal spells and take half as much damage from harm spells for a round. For a round. Interesting. And then she will fire her last shot at you. That is a focus spell, one action. Oh, wow. Oh, she's not running this time. Interesting. Oof, that's also terrible with a 17. No. Diego, you're up. Okay. So I I am... We're coming up the stairs here to this area. Uh, Jolstina is in, like, the northeastern section of it, and the this awful stitched-together large creature is towards the south. I kind of want to go to Jolstina and start trying to hit her, but I'm worried that uh, the whatever this stitched together thing is, uh, the rest of the party's going to be vulnerable to. I don't want her to get away. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I... Question for you, Griff. What is this, like, box thing that's next to the staircase? You guys are on, like, a landing, so you have to go up the rest of the stairs. 
Are those not? Is that that's the hole into the first floor? Yeah. So like, gate can infect. Oh, my understanding okay, is we're yes. is, is our we're still on the first floor, yes. and then like everyone else is on the steps, like coming up. But it's like on a two D plane. No, okay. it's the yeah. same. Yeah. No, it's yeah. the same yeah, yeah. like body pile right. that was on the first. Gotcha. Floor gotcha. Okay. It's the perspective. I noticed the pile of people. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a new pile up here, but yeah. there's a pile down there too. Corey, if that pile was just a little bit smaller, I would have realized the perspective, but unfortunately, they're the same size. Contract negotiations coming up, you know? Okay, here's what Diego's going to do. He is going to rage, but he's going to rage for negative damage this time instead of positive. Okay. And then he's going to sudden charge. So, but what he's going to do is get in a way such that he's blocking Jolstina from, like, retreating north to doors or whatever. So he's positioned him, himself right north of her mm-hmm. uh, and then diagonal to him. We're both at this railing, so she can't like move past him easily, hopefully. And then he is going to take a strike out at her. 16 on the die. It's going to be a 31 to hit. 31 hits. Okay. 14 points of bludgeoning and negative damage. Okay. That's two actions. Or no, rage and then- Rage and then the two actions stride to- Sounds good. Sylvie. I am tempted to join Diego, but Sylvie does not want to leave the rest of the party to deal with this stitched together monstrosity. Diego is blocking her from leaving. Sylvie will keep the uh, keep this other guy busy. So she moves up, uh, moves up right and next to it kind of blocking a, a bit blocking the path to the rest of the party and she's going to attempt a trip. Okay. Ooh, only a 25. That is a successful trip. Yeah. The bigger they are, the harder they fall. And she is now in a state of panache, so she will strike with her penalty against now a flat-footed creature. Ooh, that's a 28. Yeah. 28 hits. Yes. All right. So she's going to do some precision damage. That is 19 points of damage. Uh, You think it does less. Darn it. And that's her whole turn. Okay, it is its turn. This gigantic stitched-together creature is going to strike at you. She is going to nimble dodge. There's a 31. That still hits. Okay. You take 17 bludgeoning damage and you're not prone. Oh. Ooh. And it's going to swing at you again. Oh, no. God. Oop, that's only a 16. That won't do it. Oh, thank goodness. And then it's going to crawl as its last action. Mir, you're up. Okay. Anything upstairs from you is going to get cover. Okay. If you attempt a ranged attack. She's she's at the kind of bottom part of the stairs. Yes. Yep. As long as there's a railing, which is everyone in the box, um, you're going to have cover. Man, I really think it would be better if I get up more and just start making my way because I'm going to need to get up past the railing anyways. So I'm going to move. 5, 10, 15, 20, 
And I'm going to move just like one diagonal in so I can kind of, okay, I can see both things now. And that's my full movement. And I think, ooh, are flesh golems undead? I don't think so. No. No, they are not. You guys don't know that. No, I know. I just, I think that was what I was going for. All right. Is, would that be considered a corporeal creature though? Mm-hmm. Okay. Just want to make sure. That's a ghost column. <laughs> I mean, if it is, we should just Oh, leave. no. Like, yeah. yeah. So we screwed. surrender. <laughs> All right. Well, I am going to cast a spell called Worms Repast. I don't, maybe that's how you say it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to cast that at the flesh column. Okay. Nothing happens. Nothing? It is immune to magic. Oh, because it's a guard. Yep. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, I was like, there's a reason why I'm not supposed to do this. And I was like, could not remember. Oh, uh, so I wasted a level two spell. Yep, cool. that's your turn. Well, it's, it's, it's kind of like a sideways knowledge check, though, right? Because that does inform us that, like, okay, this is probably, I mean, we fought, like, five flesh golems this, yeah. this campaign. No, I know. I just yeah. couldn't remember. No, but, like, my point is that, like, this thing very well could just be a large zombie, and we've learned it's not now. Vec. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Vec uh, is still downstairs with Gaken. I imagine looking up, he can probably only see the people that are right up on the rail, which would be Figgy, Jolstina, and my friend Diego. But I want to get a little bit more command of the battlefield. So Vec is going to move up the stairs 10, 15, 20. He's not going to go all the way out of the stairs. He's going to get like most of the way up. But now he sees everybody and has some pretty good command over what's going on here. I see that Sylvie's down a little bit, but that's pretty much it for now. He's going to have... I don't think I need to start healing quite yet. He's going to point at uh, Jolstina and have her roll a reflex save as electricity fires out from his arcane tattoo. 29. That is a regular success, so you're going to be taking half damage here. Nine total goes down to four. Okay. At the uh, top of the round, it is Jolstina. She's going to step and fire twice at Diego. Or, well, she's going to see if she can hit Diego first. Alright, that's a 26 to hit. That'll hit. Alright. So Diego's going to take 18 points of damage and will be bleeding 1d6. Then she's going to turn and fire at Mir. Ooh, natural one. Mrs. Mir. Uh, That is her turn. Diego. Okay, Diego is going to step up. I want to step here. And is going to attempt to swing at her again. All right, nimble dodge. 12 on the die. That's a 27 to hit. Miss. No. That's not good. Okay, I didn't intimidate this round beforehand, before I started swinging, so I think I'm just going to try to swing at map again and hope for a high roll. Okay. 18 on the die. I got it, so that's a 28 to hit. 28 does hit. Yeah. All right. Lovely. 22 points of bludgeoning and negative damage. And then I'm going to take a D6 of bleed at the end of my turn. I'll try to recover from that. 17 on the die. I do recover from my persistent damage this time. Okay. Let's see how much you take. Now I guess I could have just... All right. Four points of bleed. Sylvie, you are prone on the ground. 
Sylvie will stand up. The creature will attack you. Oh, no. <gasps> oh, no, it has reach. Yes, it does. Oh, I thought reach I was getting away from that. Oh, Natural no. 20. No. It is 28 points of bludgeoning damage. However, it's a special attack that gets to knock you prone, so you are not knocked prone again. Oof. Jeez. That was a massive hit. Now, if the creature wants to fight us uh, and, and you move away, it would have to stand and move, I think, to get into range, which would be two actions. Yeah. I wanted to uh, get that attack of opportunity, but I don't think Sylvie should keep moving up to it. That's She can't really take another one of those critical hits. Sylvie will instead walk up to Jolstina. She doesn't have enough movement to tumble through, unfortunately, but she can attempt a trip. And I know this is going to be difficult, but I'm going to give it, going to give it a go. Okay. Ooh, only a 17. That's a critical fail. No, that means I end up prone. No. Oh, Jesus Christ. Ugh. That is so disappointing. All right. You get up, you move, try and trip, and lose your footing, falling prone. Incredible action economy. Most people would have to spend an action to drop prone again. (laughs) This flesh golem is going to spend an action to get up. Then it's going to move 10 feet, attack mirror. That is a 23 to hit. Yep. Okay, so you're going to take 12 points of bludgeoning damage and fall prone. And then it will attack you one more time while you are prone. How does it have so many actions? Oh, wait, you're right, you're right. He got up and he moved. He only has the one. You're absolutely right. I was forgetting that he got up. So you're all set, Mir. You're prone now. But yeah, he gets up and he moves and attacks. It's now your turn. And this guy had attack of opportunity, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess if you didn't want to eat it, you could command Figgy to take it. <laughs> but you, I guess someone's getting damaged either way. Yeah, I was going to say, no matter what, someone's going to be can damaged. crawl and get up. If I crawl away, do I not provoke? Oh, yeah, you, you provoke. Right. Yeah. There's no no part where I'm not getting provoked. I'm, like, not going to get hit. Oh, because a, a spell would also provoke, even if you cast it Correct. from the ground. Mm-hmm. Yep. Everything will provoke. And then if I stand up and then it hits me again, do I just fall prone again? No, it's a, like I okay, said so to Sylvie, time. it's a special attack that it can only use on its turn. Its attack of opportunities can't use special attacks. Okay, well, I'm standing up. Okay, so it will attack at you. The silver lining here is that lets Vec cast and move without provoking something. So you have, by, by taking that hit, you are still helping. That's going to be a crit. Oh, no. 36 to hit. Yeah, certainly critical. 22 points of bludgeoning damage. Thank you, Haley. Yep. Cool. So we got that going, which sucks. Uh, <laughs> so that's one action. I will uh, scatter scree on Jolstina, and I'm going to oh, put this. So I need a reflex save. 25. That will save. So half damage. And half a 12 is 6. And... um. Well, Figgy doesn't have the space to run up and attack anything. He would 
if he's gonna attack on his own, like there's, he doesn't have the space to do that. So I don't think he would do much here besides wait. Very selfless move on Mir's part. Mm-hmm. All right, Vic. Okay, I can't let the opportunity go to waste here. I need to, I need to do two things this turn. I need to reposition so this flesh golem doesn't tear me apart next turn, and I need to, um, as in all difficult combats on this show, flip gears into just pumping healing back into this party. So, Griff, I want to talk to you a moment about like being on this 2D map with the two different levels. If I go back downstairs, how far back can I go and still be able to see everybody upstairs? Can I get down on the first floor and still have good line of sight on no. Diego just Justina? Basically not anyone that's not up against the railing you can't see. What about if I go part of the way up? So I'd say if you're anywhere on this line, you can see um, you, everyone would have cover, but you can see anybody. As far as on the... So basically here or further up, you'll be able to see everybody. They'll all have cover to you, but you'll be able to see them all. Unfortunately, that doesn't solve my problem of still being within striking distance of this creature. I mean, you're not. You're down 10 feet. Oh. He has to get up against the railing to reach down to you. So you're in striking range, but they... You're in striking range if he moves up to the railing. Right. Yeah. In which case, you'll have cover against his attacks as well. There is also a little mm-hmm. pocket here in, like, the, the southeast corner, but I think, you know, depending on where that moves, you might still be threatened. Yeah. This is this is all true. Just trying to re- see if I can reposition... What the best way to reposition is. Chris, I think I'm going to take your suggestion. So Vex at the top of the stairs and he's going to... Oh, boy. I maybe I don't want to take that. I'm, 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 I'm sorry. I'm, I'm hitting with a little, like, analysis paralysis There's tough here. choices either way. Yeah. yeah. I, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to bank on the fact that this creature doesn't see me as a threat because I have not attacked it, and then I'm, and I'm not going to continue attacking it. So Beck is going to back down the stairs a little bit into the position that would you know everything would have cover to him but that doesn't really matter i'm not doing any attacks here and then he is going to um start opening up the floodgates a little bit with healing i'm not going to go with the bombers yet but he's going to target mir first because mir is definitely in striking range of the flesh golem and about to probably go down jolstina i'm hoping is still gonna be going after diego who is in pretty good shape the first thing that Vec is going to do is, well, it's not the first thing he's going to do this turn, but the, the first healing spell he's going to cast this combat is a second level heal against Mir as he starts pumping some healing into her. So that's going to be 2d12 plus 18. Oh, hell yeah. That's 40 points of healing. Amazing. Wow. Amazing. You said 40? Yep. how that do you? I am now two away from full. Hell yeah, that's great. Dang. That is freaking huge. <laughs> okay, cool. That would be my turn then. All right, it is Jolstina's turn. Uh, let's see. AOO is for what? Interact actions? Is that correct? Manipulate, uh, which interact is a manipulate action. So like if I have quick draw, does that still proc an AOO? I think quick draw still does. Okay. Yeah. Um. Let's see. 
Yeah, there's not much of a way she can avoid the two AOOs with the um, with the difficult terrain here, um, and without her weapon out. Oh yeah, because she's got she's been making range strikes with a bow. Yep. Oh. So she has like quick draw for a dagger, but um, instead I'm just gonna fire for Sylvie's neck to attempt to kill her. So that'll trigger mm. for both of us, right? It'll trigger. What's the order in which those happen? Good question. Sylvie, you are flat-footed to this attack, which means I will get sneak attack. Oh, no. It's 26. Yes, that hits. Okay. So I think attack of opportunity happens. Let's look here. I think you still get one. It looks like you... Do, but because attacks. this doesn't have a manipulate trait, it's not like you could disrupt it. It's a yeah. The, yeah. The, the attack range definitely attack, goes so, off. Yeah, the range attack happens and then we react to it. Okay, I'm sure. I think um, maybe. Well, I think it's simultaneous. So yeah, it depends because like, this is definitely going to kill Sylvie. So. Right, yeah. she can still get her attack in. Yeah, that's why it's important. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. So Sylvie, it's going to be 16 damage plus another seven points of. Sneak attack, and you are now bleeding 1d6. She's not dead yet. Oh. Oh, wow. Okay, so you guys get your attack of opportunities now. Uh, I'm going to nimble dodge Diego since it is my turn, so I get my reaction back. All right, I'll take mine first then. No, that's not going to hit with a 21. Nope. All right, Sylvie's turn. Well, good. Oh. I'm attacking from prone. A natural 20 from the ground. Yes! <laughs> we did that. All right. Oh, um, she is not in panache, unfortunately, but that is still a critical with a deadly uh, D8 and uh, fearsome rune. Oh, yeah. That is 31 points of damage, and she's frightened one and made off balance from this attack as Sylvie stabs at her from the ground and she's flat-footed until the start of my next turn. Awesome. Amazing. Well done. Well, now that you guys have used them, she fires one more shot into Sylvie to, uh, you know, put her down for good, hopefully. Sylvie is going to... Oh, she can't nimble dodge because she just did her... Used the attack. Yep. Mm -hmm. And it's not actually her turn. So for a low roll... Ah, 28. Yes, that will hit. So that's going to be uh, 19 damage plus another 2d6 damage should put you yeah, unconscious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're bleeding while unconscious. And then she's going to move 35 because she's got a good move speed. That'll be her turn. Sylvie is unconscious and bleeding out. And I will move Sylvie in initiative. Uh... And it is now Diego's turn. Okay. She is frightened right now, and I want to take advantage of that, but I also want to redirect focus back onto the uh, this this flesh golem thing to help protect the party. Uh, I'm torn, because I feel like we've done a bunch of damage to her, and it makes sense to capitalize on the frightened that she has right now while she's also flat-footed this turn. Mm-hmm. It does. Can you reach her? Yeah, I can reach her with sudden charge. I can. I can still take two attacks at her. Ooh. 
Um, I mean, and then you would be threatening her. Feels like her. a good thing. Yeah, I would be threatening her still, but she can she can step Steph, and, yeah. and, and keep doing stuff. But uh, I'd still be putting pressure up on her. And it's, I, I think that's I think, I think that's what I should do. do. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what I should do. Uh, so I am, you know, uh, in this layout, like we are on like the the east side of the square railing. She's moved up around the railing to the north. So Diego is going to run west over to her sudden charge and then uh, try to swing twice at her. 16 on the die, 31 for the first hit. It's a hit. Let's go. <laughs> Big damage dice. 28 points of bludgeoning and negative damage on the first hit. Hell Second yeah. strike. 11 goes to a 21, which I don't think will hit. Nope. Okay, but a good hit off on her at least. That's his turn. Oh, boy. I feel like you're about to have your work cut out for you. <laughs> I know. Uh, it is the Flesh Golem's turn, and it's going to keep just tearing Mir apart. Yeah, I knew that was happening. That is a 31 to hit. Yep, hits. 14 points of bludgeoning damage, and you're now prone. Ah, oh, shocking that I would become prone. It is shocking. <laughs> it's going to... Attack again. Okay. That's a 29 to hit your flat-footed. Yeah, that hits. Another 17 points of bludgeoning. Okay. And then, I mean, he's just a golem, so I'm just going to see if I can roll high. That's a 21 against flat-footed. Yep. No. Uh, Another 10 points of bludgeoning. Okay. Brutal. Mira, it's your turn. Okay. Mirror's gonna step. You can't. You're prone you're right prone. now. Or prone. You have figgy tank it so you can, like, move freely, potentially. Yeah. I'm gonna have to command figgy to go up and attack. Because we have to do damage on this thing. Okay, so he moves up. Uh, can figgy step? Yeah. Or do you want him to take the AOL? I would want him to take the AOL. I have to have him take the AOL. So he doesn't step. He moves. Yes. Okay, so oh. 32 to hit Figgy. That would be a critical. No. Oh. 30 points of bludgeoning damage to Figgy. Okay. And Figgy attempted to attack, but a 15 will not do it. Yep. All right, Mirror's uh, going to stand up. Okay. If I step, well, I can't. I can't. Uh, I can't do anything. Well, now you could move. Yeah, yeah I just have oh, on you now. I only have one more action left. Mm. Yep. All right, well, I'm going to stand up and I'm going to go ahead and pump a heal animal into Figgy because that, I think, is the best thing I can do right now is heal Figgy. Is that a touch or is that a range? If I use one action, it is touch. Uh, oh, okay. Nice. I, I, think, I was going to say, yeah. if it was range, you could crawl five feet and do it and be out of this thing's right reach. I was, nope. I was about to suggest the same thing. That's tough. Yeah. Yep. So I'm going to go ahead and cast that and get the healing onto Figgy, which is a 3d8 of healing. And I rolled a one, two, and two. So five points of healing. I'm not pleased with myself. No, that's uh, your, uh, your terrible rolls have continued. Oof. Vec, you're up. Okay. Time to put Sylvie back on the board. That's what we need right now. So Vec is going to look at her. 
I don't think so. Get back in the game, Sylvie. Come on. And he's going to use a level three heal. I think this, this will be my second of three level three heals for the day. I'm saving the Mask of Mercy for the final one, because if it gets worse than this, we might need it. So kind of meh off the D12s here. Hey, uh, I just thought of something. And I will let you retcon if you want to do it. Sure. Sorry, I'm talking to Haley. Oh. Um, could you not have battle medicined and then scooted? Battle medicine figgy? Yeah, and then scooted because that's one action. I could do that, yeah. That's actually a very good call. I wanted to scoot to get... Or wait, you, so you use the action, right? I use an action to command, an action to stand up, and then I use oh, okay, one never action mind. to you heal. Can, you, can do, you, you could either not stand up or... So basically, scoot five feet. And be on the ground. Right. But you can battle medicine from the ground, and you can do that heal from the ground. We have the choice of healing Sylvie, too, uh, as well, with the scoot. Yeah, that's... Well, that's neither here nor there. I'm going to have her heal Figgy if she's going to... Right. I would would prefer to do that, which is the battle medicine, for a couple reasons, which is if I need to use heal animal going forward... I can use two actions to make it range versus battle medicine. I can't. Yeah, so that, that's kind of why I was you. like, for the same action economy, you could have done the same exact thing, but better for your action economy. I kind of feel bad for you wasting that. Yeah. Okay. So I'll be on the ground still, but I'll be five feet away after I work on healing Figgy. Oh, shoot. I have to add one to this. All right. Well, that is a success. So I heal Figgy. So take him down the five that you. I did. And I heal him 2d8, which is nine points of healing. Were you shooting for DC 20? Yes. So I think that gives you a little extra static too, right? So I did shoot for 20 on that treat wounds because I am an expert, so I always shoot for 20. So I heal both the nine plus an extra eight. It's 10 actually. Oh, 10? With the, yeah. Oh, thank you. So I heal 19 points. A little better than five, Ooh, for sure. Much better than five. Uh, I'm still on the ground, but way better than five healing. All right, go ahead, Vic. All right, so I didn't, unfortunately, roll great off the D12s, making me kind of wish I used the healer's mask, you know. But that's 38 points of healing before, and then he's going to pulse the healer's halo as a reaction, an extra two. So that's a dirty 40 points of healing for Sylvie. Wow. That should help a little bit. Yeah. Then Vec has one final action, and he's kind of watching out of his periphery. Jolstina getting chased by Diego. He points up at her, and he says, He's got you now, you bitch! And he's going to try and intimidate her. She's already frightened. Oh, she's already Mm -hmm. frightened. I I thought that might have ticked by now. Never mind. Well, you know what? Here's what I can do instead. I... He's going he's gonna to still say that. He's going to still say that. But instead, he is going to raise his Aslanti staff and point it at Diego and cast Guidance on you. Because I really want you to uh, not let her escape. That's good. And that's all. Okay. Sylvie, you are prone, weaponless, but conscious. Oh, with her first action... Sylvie stands up. If she were to grab her weapon, she wouldn't be able to do anything once she gets to an enemy. 
And as she's standing up, she puts her hand down on the ground and she looks down at the flesh gem that's embedded into her fist. And then she stares at the flesh golem and she ignores her rapier. (laughs) She goes up to the uh, large flesh golem and she has enough movement. She can attempt to tumble through to get her into a state of panache. Would tripping also be uh, an option too? That's that's what she's going to do next. Okay, okay, sorry. Uh, But I wanted two two options of potentially getting her into panache. And if she fails, she just stops. Oh, she doesn't fall Because you can tumble through as part of your movement. Yes, that's correct. Get, okay, I got yep. you. Sorry, sorry. So she tumbles through as part of her movement, only getting a 23. 23 just makes it. All right. Whoa. So Sylvie is now in a state of panache, and she has a free hand. So she is going to attempt a trip. Okay, I believe when you're in panache, you get a bonus to trip. Is that correct? Let me Because you're a gymnast? Because it's... Yes. So in addition to gaining the plus five uh, foot status bonus to her speed, she also gains a plus one circumstance bonus to checks to tumble through or take any action that gives you panache due to your style. And luckily, trip is one of those. Oh, that's good. So with an, a bonus, here we go. That is a 28. 28 successfully trips the golem. Yes. Yeah. What a gutsy turn. Oh. Move aside, Ilio. So there's a new queen in town. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Rapier, who needs it? Flesh gems. All right. It is Jolstina's turn. She takes a step back. You see her touch a patch on her neck, and she disappears. No. You jerk. Hmm. Diego. Okay. I feel like instead of spending the stuff, the the turns and actions to seek for Justina, I want to help my party out with the the flesh gem thing. Oh. Oh, no, I'm just a little bit away from getting... I'm, I'm trying to see what movement gets me flanking with folks for the, the golem. I don't know where Justina is, but maybe I move around still that way. I think Diego is going to sudden charge. So he's going to move 45 to get flanking with Sylvie. He's he's kind of crossed around the eastern side of the, uh, the railing. If he doesn't hit anyone in that way to get to... The flat, the the golem there. He does not. Oh, and then he, he will... would have a second ago, but I made her visible, <laughs> so I had to move her. Oh, he is going to swing down on her with his maul, using the guidance circumstance bonus on this first attack. Okay, he might need it. Um, that is going to be a twenty-five to hit. Twenty-five does hit. Okay. All right. Good. Take all of the negative damage out of your attack. Okay, will do. 13 points of just bludgeoning damage. And uh, another swing, potentially, to try to hit this prone golem. 18 on the die. That's going to go to a 28. 28 hits. Same deal. Uh, Less damage this time. 10 points of bludgeoning damage. That is his turn. 
you just run over and start hammering down on this thing like a railroad spike. Like, yeah. Damn. I am. I'm trying to make myself a visible target for this guy. I'm roaring. I'm making noise. I'm big. I'm swinging two hand stuff. Yeah, it feels like between those two hits, though, you did uh, significantly less damage than you thought you would. No! It is the Flesh Golem's turn. It's, it is going to attack at Diego from the ground. 25 to hit. Hits. Okay. You're going to take 13 points of bludgeoning damage and fall prone. No. Um, then it will do the same to Sylvie. Sylvie is going to nimble dodge. Okay. I had to think about that one. Uh, well, 17 oh. won't get you. Nope. And then it's just going to try one more time at you. Nope. Two on the die. So it doesn't get up. It's prone. Diego's prone. You are standing, Sylvie. Mira, it's your turn. Awesome. I've been trying to think about what I'm going to do for, for a hot minute here. And I know Sylvie is probably still not 100%. I'm obviously not doing good. And Figgy's doing a lot better. I think I might cast Heal to Action on Sylvie to get her up even more and keep going. Um, and then battle medicine myself and not stand up. <laughs> Double healer synergy. Let's go. <laughs> so I'm going to cast that. And um, two action heal versus living. And that is nine points of healing. That's very much not great. It's something. <laughs> it is something. <laughs> exactly. And now I will battle medicine myself because boy, do I need some healing. <laughs> All right. I have uh, hit 20. And so I'm good there which means that I will do 2d8 plus 10, right? Yeah. Man, that's so good. And then for Figgy... Oh, and I'm sorry. Sylvie had gone. Uh, Sylvie, I need you to go ahead and roll me a recovery check because you're still bleeding. Ah, that's right. So you take one point of bleed damage because I forgot you weren't healed to full. And then it's just a DC 15. It's just a... Flat, flat roll. Flat roll, yep. No, 16. 16. That does yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. 25% of the time, it works every time. <laughs> I won't complain. All right. And then Figgy is attacking 25. 25 hits. Oh, yay. That is so good to hear. Okay. Damage on that is an 8 and a 2 on the die for 13 damage. Piercing. <laughs> okay. Beck. Uh, it looks like Sylvie's still sitting at about 60%-ish health. I think the best move right now is to continue to prop her up. So Vec is going to continue focusing on her, spending a level two heal spell. Hmm. Okay, not good. 26 points of healing. And I already used my healer's halo on her, so I can't do that again for another 10 minutes. Oh, I'm sorry. Nine minutes in about 54 seconds. Mm -hmm. Then um, with one remaining action, he's just going to guidance Sylvie from range. Okay. Sylvie, it is your turn. All right. Since this flesh golem is still on the ground, Sylvie will strike at it with her first action. Got your guidance wherever you want to use it. 
All right, I'm going to use Keep it. Keep that in mind. I will use it on this one. So this will be uh, plus one to this. Uh, what kind of bonus is that? That would be a status bonus. All right. I added it in. Here we go. Oh, I rolled a two, so that's a 17. No. no. That misses. Was that not a confident finisher? That was not. I actually can't do a confident finisher because the flesh gem is not a finesse or agile, even though your regular fist is. Hmm. That feels odd. I know. She will try to attack again and roll a little better. Ooh, with an 18, that is a 27. Yep, that's a hit. Yes. Oh, five piercing damage. And then with her okay. final action, she raises a her dueling cape. Sounds good. Oh, shoot. Sounds like we might hear the sound of someone chugging a potion. Look, 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 look. Beck, a 38 to hit you. Oh, it's Woo! a matter of time. Oh. Yeah, that's a, uh, that's a crit by a mile. Okay. Okay, that is 60 points. Oh, Jesus Christ. What? And then... Sneak attack is going to be 20 more points of sneak attack damage. Well, he goes down. Jeez. He just gets like shot in the back of the neck and it protrudes out his esophagus and he drops. You are dying to and persistent bleeding 1d6. Oh, no. Yeah. Do you have a hero point? Yes. Okay. Okay. Everyone does. It refresh. So we're going to I just didn't know people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and toss Vec up in front of Jolstina, and she is very visible now to the group. Psycho amount of damage. As she just, Crazy. I got, yeah, I got a 10 on the uh, deadly D10. That was a, that was a huge shot. I was one point off. Both. Four, six, six were my dice, were my 3D6. Yeah. Uh, How? So that hurts. Uh, your healer just like arrow through the neck down on the ground. Can we even see cold. if he's 10 feet down? Uh, I'm not 10 feet down. I'm on the stairs. Yeah, he's on the stairs there. Oh. I mean, he could see all of you, so I'm going to say you guys can see him. I mean, she could see him from there. I assume a 36 was a crit as well. Yeah. Yeah, because of the cover. Whew. Diego. God, seeing that is awful. I almost feel like, though, that we have to take this flesh golem down completely before we like, because I still don't want to leave two actors up dishing out damage. Like, I, I think we need to, to try to kill one of them and move on to the other. Agreed. So Diego is going to stand up. Okay, that will provoke. Provoking an attack of opportunity for other people to move. Well, I guess it's, nope, it's his turn it's next. next. Yeah. <laughs> ah, damn it. But still what he's going to do. All right. Well, it's only a 20. 20 will miss. Ooh. So now he's going to swing down on it. Okay. Nine on the die for a 20. Uh, 24. 24 hits. Okay. Now this is still resisted somewhat, so I hope I roll high. That's all right. 18 points of bludgeoning damage. Is the creature still up? Is it, like, bloodied at all? You just bloodied it. Oh, oh no. That's not good. Yeah, you're really, uh, it's really just this damage reduction it's got is killing you. Ah. Uh. I want to go threaten Jolstino so she needs to step, like, spend an action to step back, but I also want to keep... I guess the creature is still prone for other people to, to do stuff for right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
but if it stands up, I get an attack of opportunity off against it. So like, I, there's... I don't know. Maybe you should stay there, and like, because as Mir's a spellcaster, she can't. She can target uh, Jolstina. I can't target this golem. Okay, that sounds good. I will spend another attack trying to do a little bit of resisted damage to it. Then twelve on the die for a twenty-two. Twenty-two, because it is prone. Awesome. Uh, kind of a low roll, 15 points of bludgeoning. That's Diego's turn. Okay. It is the golem's turn, and I do think it stands up here. Okay. Both, right? Attack mm-hmm. triggers. 17 on the die. That's a 32. That's a crit. Yes! Nice. Needed. Badly needed. Sylvie too, right? Yes. God, that's low damage. 22 total points of bludgeoning. D12s are swingy. I thought they were your favorite die, bud. They are. I like them when they roll high. (laughs) That is a natural one for a 15. Yeah, that's that's a mess there. Oh, with the critical specialization while I'm raging, though, it is not prone again. (gasps) Okay. Nice. Still a mess. Nice. Uh, So it gets up again. (laughs) <laughs> well, t- still, two actions spent is huge. Yes, yeah. that's huge. And it's going to wail on Diego. Get at me. I'm here for it. That's that's my job right now. Soak damage. And that is a 32 to hit. Just barely a hit. You mean just, bar- just barely? A- oh, yeah. Okay. I got you. You're, um, w- you're one away from critting me while raging. And then you're going to take 15 Not damage prone. and fall prone. I'll take that deal. That's fine. Mir. Okay. I only have so many actions, Beck. I'm sorry. All right. Well, I mean, so here's the reality of it, unless he... Is it... Like, is he... Here's... The the way it works is he either spends a hero point or he has a potential of dying next turn because he's got to roll a recovery check. If he doesn't recover, he drops down to dying three and then the bleed kills him. Mm-hmm. I always get I always get a little tripped up with the. With I think the recovery check happens. It's either at the start of the end. So if it happens at the end, then the bleed would take you to dying three, right? And then you'd have a chance to stabilize with your hero point, or you'd die. I'm not sure which happens first, though. I didn't. I guess I didn't realize it was that immediate. I thought he had at least a round or two. Yeah, persistent damage. No, not with the persistent here. on. Do you have hero points? I have one. All you need is one. Right, but I'm start. I'm gonna get on that treadmill of with the persistent. Yeah, I mean, unless she, I mean, it's only a D six, so you know, yeah. she could bring you up to like eighteen hit points. You'd at least have three rounds. Right, and I, can, I can heal myself you. after that. I just need to be conscious. At the start of each of your turns, you attempt a flat check with a DC equal to ten plus your current dying value to see if you get better or worse. Mm-hmm. The effects of this checks are as follows. Critical success, your dying value is reduced by two. Success, your dying value is reduced by one. Failure, your dying value increases by one. Critical failure, your dying value increases by two. So if you roll a natural two, you die. Yeah. Okay, so, so then I can stand up, walk over, and battle medicine him. I would appreciate that a yeah. lot. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't realize how dire it was. Yeah, Otherwise, yeah. I, I what I was saying was sorry because I was like, oh, no, no, I no, can no, get you're good. in a minute, like yeah, type yeah. of this thing. Is, this, <laughs> This is a this is a one hundred and ten percent different situation if the persistence not on exactly. Like, yeah. and, I, and I think I think the issue is like you can, you have enough latent medicine to see that like 
the arrow went right through his jugular and he's like spurting blood. Yeah. Absolutely. I have the, the stuff to do this. So I'm going to stand up, walk over, two actions, and then perform battle medicine. Thank you very much. I do appreciate it. Not an issue. Now that I know how serious it is, it's a little bit different. <laughs> Just don't roll a natural one. Don't say that kind of thing. <laughs> uh, 28 on that. Thank so it's going to be God. 2d8 plus 10 coming your way. And that is uh, seven off the dive for a total of 17 uh, points of healing. And then Biggie is going to bite at this thing. And with a nine on the die, that's a 20. 20 does not do it. I didn't think it would get him even if he was laying down. All right. Well, uh, you bought Vec some time here. So, Vec, you're just wounded one now. Sylvie. Sylvie likes it when this creature is prone on the ground. So she sweeps (laughs) a leg and attempts to trip him again. And she is still in panache. So she will get that plus one bonus to this trip attempt. That's an 18. That uh, is a fail. It's not a crit fail. Oh, thank goodness. Sylvia is not going to be able to do much damage uh, just with the fist with all of that damage reduction. She needs a weapon out. I know this is going to provoke. She draws her kukri. Trying to think. Yes, because Diego provoked right before its turn. Mm -hmm. So yes, this will provoke. Very brave of you, Emily. I think she's looking the best as far as healing for all of us. Yeah. (laughs) She's in decent shape. That is not a critical. (laughs) Oh. Nice. Is your AC 24? Yes. Oh, that armor rune. uh, I think lightly did it then. Yep. Wow. Well, she raised her um, dueling cape. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Wait, that's not factored in, is it? That is not, because I think that stops at the the beginning of her turn. It stops at the start of her turn. So that's not factored in. Ooh. Okay, that's 14 points of bludgeoning damage. She's still better than the rest yeah. of us, I think. <laughs> Just because that wasn't a critical. And she's not knocked down. She's still in panache. So she is going to do a confident finisher with her kukri at the uh, attack penalty. Okay. Uh, you're still flanking it, so, you know. It's flat-footed to you. That's something. Ugh. Only an 18, but I'm assuming that doesn't hit. That does not. But because that was a confident finisher, it is still going to do half of 3d6. So three damage. And that's halved already. Wait, three was halved? Yeah, six six is total. Three halved. Oh, six is total. Okay, it does nothing. It's slashing damage no. if that affects it. <laughs> nope. Is it adamantine precision damage? No. We must find an adamantine dealer in this city. <laughs> Vec. Oh boy. All right. Vec is in really, really sorry state. So I do need to heal myself a little bit, but I think after that, I need to pay it forward. Oh boy. Looking at the spread. Everyone seems to be hovering just over half, with the exception of of myself. So Vec is going to two action heal himself, try and pump 
enough hit points in that if I get hit once, I'm not going to immediately die. Ugh, garbage. Come on. What is this? All right. He heals 27 hit points and then staring right up at Mir, kind of butt on the ground in this like pool of blood that's dr- of his own blood that's draining down the stairs. Uh, he's going to touch her and say, all right, now, now get back up there. Let's go. Come on. We're not done here yet. And uh, that's, that's going to be lay on hands. Okay. So I also have not used the healer's halo on you yet. That is going to be a static 21 points of healing plus an additional one. Jesus Christ. Well, you get the AC bonus and the movement bonus. That's right. And he's still prone on the ground, but that's his turn. All right. I uh, take six points of bleed damage. Go ahead and make a recovery check. Natural 20. Yes! yes! Sweet. You said it was six? Yes. Ah, oh, man. All right. Justina steps forward, attempting to eliminate your back line while this flesh golem attacks. Two shots coming at Gakin. What? Rude. Now, you won't be flat-footed to any of these because she's not pulling any tricks there. That's only 22 to hit Gakin. Meets beats. Okay. Gakin takes 20 points of damage and is going to take a D6 of bleed. And then she is going to fire at Mir. Natural one, Mrs. Mir. (laughs) That's karma for targeting the Eidolon. That's fine. You're bleeding now. You're also up. Well, not up in a mechanical sense because you're prone. But. Nope, I am prone in lower health than I'd like to be while bleeding. But we've already triggered the attack of opportunity on this thing, I yeah. think, right? Yep. Okay. Then I will most certainly stand up. And God, I just want to put this thing down. I hate that I'm doing resisted damage, but... I don't think anyone can not do resisted. Yeah, I think I think we're, it's just a slow slog. Unless you have a flesh to stone, perhaps. No. I actually don't, as a occult archetype with only mm, level two. No fresh stones or adamantine weapons. Hmm. Pity, a pity. A pity. <laughs> what uh, a waste. Maybe I can get a critty though. Eighteen on the die. Maybe uh, this goes to a twenty, a uh, thirty-three to hit. Thirty-three meets beats on the critical. Yes. Get it. Yes. Let's go. Here oh we go. Please roll high. D12s. I've put so much faith in you over the course of this campaign that you could be a good damage dice. I'm asking you to pull through now, please. Okay, uh, min and max, uh, not min, min and max-ish. That is 30 total points of bludgeoning damage. 30 total points of bludgeoning damage. Destroys the gal. Yes! Finally! And then I am going to move up to this awful uh, elven being of a person to try to harry her and hamper her from attacking other people. Um, now I bleed a bit and would, but will try to to clot to forcibly clot my wounds together. All right, you're gonna take five points of bleed. I do not recover. Mir, you're up. Okay, I'm up. I'm gonna use one focus point to cast pulverizing cascade directly onto her. Okay. And I like this plan. It's a 10-foot burst, technically, so I'll make sure it doesn't hit Diego. Thank you. I need a reflex save. All right. That's a 25. 
That will succeed. Your DC is going to be like 20. It's 22. 22. Okay. Yeah, for some reason it just switched mine. <laughs> okay. All right. Damage on that is 5d6. So that's 20 points of damage. All right. So I'll take half of that. It's big. That's good. That's correct. Half of that. Um, and then one action remaining. I, w- I do want to command Figgy. I think I was doing some movement and he won't make it, but I will still command him to start to get up there and go attack. So he can, yeah, the farthest he can get in one move is right behind, like diagonally behind Diego. So he's going to take two actions. I guess uh, actually, I guess I would command him yeah. to go up and behind. Okay. Cutting her off. Yes. Sylvie. Sylvie will follow suit. She rushes over to Diego and Figgy. She moves uh, one move action close up, and then she, with her second move action, goes right up next to Diego and is going to attempt a tumble through. Nice. Roll high. I know, but at least um, I can't fall prone. That's good. Ooh, probably not going to do it with a 22. Nope, that's a fail. All right, well, she stays where she is at. And that was two move actions, so she just needs to try to attack, even though she doesn't get the can't do her confident finisher. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and nimble dodge this. All right. Ooh, only a 17. Uh, Nope. Well, that's it. Vec. Oh, no, I don't know what I want to do. Her reflex is insane, so to use my regular electric arc isn't probably going to do anything. Honestly, she'll probably crit succeed. And everyone's in this like, oh, well, I guess Diego's probably pretty low. Diego's hurting yeah. a bit. Diego's hurting a bit. Here's what he is going to do. Vec is going to start digging a little deep here and cast a level one heal spell at range. Come on, these D12s are doing nothing for me tonight. Uh, it's 11 points of healing. Okay. And then he is going to, like lying in a pool of his own blood, he's gonna look up at her and says, you know by now you must be finished and try to intimidate her. I mean, he sounds weak, but she's surrounded by his friends. So let's see if I can put a little, uh, well, actually, let me look at the turn order. Does this even make sense to frighten? It totally doesn't because she's about to go next. Although it would frighten uh, goes against your attacks, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. then so I guess it could be bit. worth it. 28 against the will DC. 28 just makes it. Sweet. She can't kill all of us. Oh, and you know what? Reaction healers halo on Diego because I haven't used it on you yet. Three more points of healing. I'll take it. I'm exactly at half health now. All right. She's going to step back, firing at Diego first. 19 on the die for 37. That's a critical hit. That is 48 points of damage. That is so close to taking me down, but I am up by just a fraction of my health. And you are still bleeding. How much of a fraction? Four hit like points. Like a healer, healer. <laughs> No, it wasn't. It, I only did three. I wish yeah. it was close. And then I think she's just going to attack Figgy. That's so mean. What can I say? I'm a mean guy. 28. 
That hits. He's going to be taking 21 points of damage and is getting yep. a D6 of bleed. And that is her turn. Okay. Diego. With an animalistic roar, Diego is going to charge up to her to get into the flank. Uh, she's no longer frightened now, but he will flank with Figgy to try to rain down some attacks on her. All right, nimble dodge in the first one. Okay. 24 won't hit. Nope. Last attack. 14 won't hit either. That is his whole turn wasted. And now we take some persistent damage. Yeah, let's see what happens with that. Six. <gasps> Diego falls Jeez. unconscious, which is, it's, it's bad. But under the circumstances, it frees up a spot for Sylvie to flank an attack over yeah. his unconscious body. Gakin disappears. Yes. And it's Mir's turn. Okay. This is your first time down this combat? I think it is. Oh, I can use a reaction. Yeah, Deliberate Death says you're about to gain the dying condition as a result of another creature's attack or ability, and that creature is within your melee reach. Does the bleed count as part of her ability? I mean, it's it's a rune she has, so I would argue no. Okay, okay. That was, yeah, kind of a technicality to try to get one last attack at her. Uh, yeah. He'll just be on the ground. I mean, like, yeah, there's something to be said for you're next to her. If it was like you're adjacent to an out or an enemy and you go down, then I definitely yeah. say yes. It's kind of specific about the condition that uh, how how I go down. So yeah, just dying one. Okay. All right. Mir's gonna. This should not come as a huge surprise. She's gonna cast scatter scree on her. I need a reflex save. Okay, twenty eight. That will succeed. So half damage. That's gonna be half of thirteen. Okay, and then uh, that's two actions. Last action, because uh, Mir cannot do a whole lot here. Uh, she sees Diego is not doing good, though. Uh, so she could either start moving up to him, which I feel like is going to be necessary, or command Figgy to attack twice. At this point, I do feel like it's going to be necessary to be up there. Hey, did you roll your recovery check? For the bleed, I did not. Thank you. 14. Oh, <laughs> I'm planning on spending my last level three heal on Diego. All right. Figgy's going to try and bite. Figgy got 13 on the die. 24. 24 does not hit. Oh. Dang it. Okay. Sylvie. Come on, Sylvie. Sylvie moves up, standing on top of Diego, and she attempts a tumble through from the flanking position already. All right. Only a 23. Does not do it. No tumble. We are in a difficult position. Sylvie's going to strike out with her kukri. Okay. You have the flank now. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Only a 19. Won't do it. One more attack. She's going to go for it. Okay. Oh, no. 16. Oh. Vec. Vec stands up from his prone position on the stairs. He sees Diego in his own pool of blood and casts the last most powerful thing that he can today which is the level three heal. And I'm going to enact the mask of mercy to try and max this out as much as possible. Oh, and that roll twice is and takes the better. Yep. So the first one would be 27 off the die. Hold please. Or no, it's 22 off the die. Sorry. 22 off the die. Oh, the second one's way, way worse. So that is going to be 22 plus a static, 27 or 28. I'm sorry. Wait, no. 
So 50. 24, right? Yeah. Uh, 24 plus 3 is 27. So 27 plus the 22 is 49 points of healing. And that is Mask of Mercy used. That is my last level 3 spell of the day. And that is the finality of my turn. All right. I just can't really occupy the same square. Yeah, both, how do you uh, want to play that? Um, let's uh, let's just push you one square, Diego. Okay. So you like come to and immediately just like get yourself out from between Sylvie's legs. Sounds good. It is Jolstina's turn, and she's been in this spell before. She knows that you two are both capable of exploiting her moving out of this. So she draws the bow and points it at the back of Figgy's head. Listen, I don't want to die here, so if you don't kill me, I won't kill this little one, and I'll call off the zombies in the other room. I'll put my bow down if you promise not to kill me. It's open for us to respond, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sold in that. I I, I won't attack you. Please, please leave him alone. He's innocent. Figgy's just... God damn it, Figgy. (laughs) Sylvie will lower her kukri and just be staring at her from right on the other side. I think we're ready to be amenable, but we're about to have a very long conversation first. There's no way we're actually considering letting her go, right? She didn't say let her go. She just said let her live. Let her live? We don't have to kill her. Okay. Okay. I I see. I see. We can put her in chains first and then decide if we later kill her. Okay. Okay. Not to say that it's not important because clearly it obviously is, but Figgy aside, she probably has some great intel on the plague, on Rolf's mm-hmm. lamb, on all of this other stuff that we're going to need to solve yes. the wider problem. Okay. Diego does not re- go for his maul. He kind of like, he's on the ground. He kind of s- sits back down like fatigued. Rests. Alright. She sees all of that and she bends down and places her bow on the ground and will continue the curse campaign next time. Oh my goodness. Oh. What a combat. Jeez Louise. The Bestow Curse Podcast is a Hideous Laughter Productions show. Hideous Laughter Productions is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Curse of the Crimson Throne is copyright 2016. Curse of the Crimson Throne and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo, Pathfinder, their respective logos, and all Paizo titles, characters, and artwork are properties of Paizo Incorporated and used with permission.